This is Pumpkin. And this is Peach. And welcome to the Pumpkin and Peach Podcast. Episode. Episode. No, I said it, so you had to say the number. 135. I was See, I not you. I, I was going to say, say 168. Wow, <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with you? I don't know. That's the number that was in my head. Well, that was wrong. <sighs> Already starting off good. You can tell the excitement. Sorry. The yawning. I, I just had a yawn. We all heard. I'm so cold. It's not really that cold in here. It's 68 degrees in here. It's cold in my bones, though. So. Well, then your bones need a jacket. So. They have one. It's a, a skin jacket. <laughs> I feel like you've got to be, like, holding that closer to you. I think it's fine. Well. Our listeners People might don't disagree. want me yelling through their speakers. Nobody's saying you're yelling. So, what'd you do this week? What did you do this week? I went back to work. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, so, tell them what we're all about, little peach. Um, we're people. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're a couple that lives in South Jersey. We like exploring and trying new things. Um, we're uh, into um, hard cider. Jeff also likes beer. I like wine. Um, we're into paranormal and haunted stuff. We love Halloween and Christmas too. Um, we like to travel. Um... I think that's it. Is that what you think? Yeah. I don't think I left anything out. Well, we like to try new food and restaurants and things and things that a lot of people may not think of or know that are out there. Stuff that's like not what everybody is aware of. Because there's been plenty of things we've done in the past where people are like, I didn't know that was a thing. Or how did you find out about that? Or, you know, things like that. Um, we haven't been going out to uh, tackle restaurants so much. Um, to tackle them? Yeah, tackle them. Um, recently, uh, since we moved, which is almost about a year. Yeah. We've been cooking a lot more at home. What are you doing? I'll be right back. Keep talking. <laughs> so we've been cooking a lot more at home. Uh, Peach does all the cooking for the most part. Uh, trying new recipes, uh, testing things out. Uh, as you've heard many times me saying here, Peach is a good cook. Uh, so anything that we could possibly probably get out somewhere, Peach could recreate it here. But we like to go to places that are like, oh, this place has the best this, this place has the best that. We like checking those kind of things out and and seeing if it's, you know, truthful. Um, and we like passing it on to you. So if you don't live around here, maybe something we talk about there's something similar that you can find in your area. Um, and when it comes to like uh, beverages, uh, like hand cocktails, spirits, cider, beer, you might be able to find them in your area based on where you live and you know where they distribute to. So you might be able to check those out if you hear something you like. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. So, uh, and when it comes to the things we do, maybe there's something similar. If you ever come to this area... It'll give you an idea of things to do and things to check out. 
And uh, if you already live in this area and you listen, maybe there's things that we talk about that you weren't aware of that you could check out as well. I shouldn't grab that by that. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's just hopefully it's helpful all around. We're all friends here. This is just a nice conversation. Your part of the conversation is... On social media. Coming and checking us out on social media. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. This is where we post things at. If we're talking about it here, there's a visual component there. Any of those places. Um, check us out on all three. Follow us on Instagram. Like our page on uh, Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. So you can see the things that we talk about. And see what we were seeing. And what things look like. Um, if you it's your first time listening... Welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Um, depending on how long you've been listening, if you're returning, and if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, we we invite you to go back and listen to all of them. They may not have started off great as we started out, but I like to think we've gotten a little bit better. But we have talked about a lot of cool stuff on those past episodes, so it'll give you a lot more ideas of things to do if you're in the area, if you're coming to the area, or things to maybe check out near you. If Maybe there's something similar. Who knows? Um, but yeah, do all that stuff. Um, wherever you listen to us from, whatever platform, uh, subscribe. And you'll get notified when new episodes come out. Did you see that? Yeah, I knew already. That's crazy. Um, Peach just loves interrupting mm-hmm. when I was talking about stuff. And write a review. It all really helps. We really appreciate it. We like interacting. Come to all of our social media like the things like the pictures comment on them tell us what you think tell us if you've ever had an experience with any of the stuff that we talk about if you've ever tried any of the things that we've tried um if you're curious about anything you know let us know talk to us um that's your your side of the conversation so we really appreciate all that stuff and it's really helpful you may not think it is like oh you know it doesn't matter i'll just listen and i won't you know like these things or go check out go check it out it really is appreciated it really you know makes us feel good and it is really helpful in the grand scheme of things because it makes us shows people that people care about what we're doing you know it's not just they can't see your listens we can see your listens but people can't see that they can see you liking us on our social media and interacting with us that's what others can see and that'll help others come and listen to us as well and hopefully get some enjoyment out of it so it all really does help it really does matter so please do all that stuff so with that being said we also have what was it is it premium content it it's not premium i made the mistake we have a <laughs> we have a um a subscription based um, well, it's all subscription, you know, if you subscribe to us on our regular feed, which is free. This episode you're listening to is free. All the rest of the ones that you can see on any of the platforms are free. But we also have a special separate um, set of episodes that are paid subscription. So for a small monthly fee, you can get bonus content. And I made the mistake one time of saying that um, it was premium content, and we don't want to then, use that terminology. Oh, excuse me. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, since then, it has been an ongoing joke where it's not better; it's just more. <laughs> yeah, it's not premium. We don't want to make that claim where people are like this. So I thought this was supposed to be premium. It's not better; it's just more. 
So we talk about movies. We watch movies. <sighs> Bless you. Thank wow. You. Are you just going to be I guess full I'm just... of inconveniences today? Okay, Yawning, I, sneezing, I so. burping. Mm-hmm. What's next? G. Um, G. G. Whiz. G. Willikers. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Subscribe to that. Uh, like I said, small monthly fee. We talk about movies. We do some episodes about some other things. Uh, we did an episode where we had a snow day. Um, so yeah, we we just it's just bonus content. Things that don't really fit into our regular episodes of just talking about like our daily stuff or weekly stuff and like what we do, things we check out. If these are specific things, they don't really quite fit in with the normal episodes. It's in that content. So it's not better. It's just more. Mm -hmm. And we have subscribers to that. And one of the features that you get besides just the bonus content is you get a shout out on our regular episodes like this one. So everybody can hear your name, not just if you were going to subscribe and hear your name on the subscription episodes, then only you guys are hearing your names. But now you get a shout out on a regular episode so all the listeners can hear your names. And we have... Gonna go and Don N. Woohoo, Don N. Lisa F. Woohoo, Lisa F. Phil K. Woohoo, Phil K. Bobby J. Woohoo, Bobby J. Vince G. Woohoo, Vince G. Steph LTP. Woohoo, Steph LTP. And Maddie P. Woohoo, Maddie P. We appreciate all of those subscribers. We appreciate you subscribing. We hope you're enjoying the bonus content. We hope you're enjoying your shout outs and your woohoos. And if you feel left out, then you can subscribe too. And you'll your name will be woohooed. And you'll be a part of that club. And you won't feel bad that you weren't woohooed. <sighs> so, oh boy. Another yawn. Jesus. Sorry. <sighs> So, um, buttons, bitch. you shut the fuck up, bitch. How about that? It's not a cute saying. Neither is what you said either, but, um, <laughs> you know, witch cackle. Shut up. So we've got a lot of stuff to tackle on this episode because there's a lot of stuff we left out of the last episode because it was just getting too long. So we're like, we'll just pour over all this other stuff. And we're like, hey, you know, we won't have a lot to talk about because we don't really foresee us. But there's still a lot to talk about as well. So this is probably going to be possibly a longer episode as well, like an hour and 45 minutes. We try to shoot for an hour and a half about that. Um, But sometimes it goes over. We don't like to go too far over, even though it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Because you can basically just start and stop listening whenever you want to. You can't be like, oh, if I... If I click on play, I got to sit here and listen to the whole thing all at once. You don't have to do that. You can listen to us in, you know, short little bursts. I mean, you have a whole week to listen to an hour, about basically an hour and a half worth of material. So you don't have to listen to it all at once. You can listen to it whenever you want to. So where we stopped last week was we went to um, Total Wine and did a class. Mm Mm-hmm. Please elaborate, Peach. Um, Instead of phone scrolling and being a repertoire of sounds. And more yawns. Here we go. Yes. An encore performance. I need a coffee. Um, So this is... Well, you have a uh, hard coffee in the refrigerator. Oh, I want 
no part of that. But you have every part of it. None. And then more of it calling your name for the pantry. The mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts hard coffees. Hmm. Remember us? No. We're in here. <laughs> They're going to go undrunk. <laughs> um, so this class at Total Wine, the second class we've done. The first class we did was a cordial class. Um, so if you want to hear about that, you should go back to the episode I don't remember the name of it, but it'll tell you in the description. It was from... But just to be sure, you should just listen to all the back episodes. Yeah, they're fantastic. You'll run into it along the way. We've talked about it. Um, this class was um, a wine and chocolate pairing because it was Valentine's Day. Well, the weekend before. So Valentine's Day was a Wednesday this year. Um, so we... Uh, we got there a little early because Jeff had to take back some beer. Did we talk about that last episode? We did episode? talk about it in the last okay. episode. And then we were just like kind of hanging out. Ooh. Which is why I called the last episode what I did. And when I was just in Total Wine the other day, I went there on Friday morning to check out some stuff. That stuff was still on the shelf, just not being refrigerated. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, um, well. So got there we were the first people in line um and they so like i don't know how all the total wines are set up but ours is new it like moved from one building to another um and the classrooms at the back of the store and it probably seats i don't know you'd say like maybe 30 or 40 people yeah probably about that um it has like bar height tables maybe even more than 40 people because i there are more than 10 tables yeah, but there's like usually about four people per table. Yeah, and um, and there's like uh, a walkway in between, and there's tables on both sides of the room. Yeah, and then there's a table at the back, and they normally put out like a charcuterie spread or whatever. Yeah, some cheeses, meats, crackers, nuts, they had cookies. cookies. Um, so mm, oh, we're keeping oh. count with that yawn number five, four. I need a coffee. Well, you um, don't have... You, again, we talked about this earlier. If only we had a shit ton of coffee and coffee fixins. Oh, what we could do. He's being sarcastic. We basically have a fucking Starbucks in our kitchen. Yeah. I just... I didn't make a coffee this morning because we were trying to get out the door. But, um... Okay. Go. So, when <laughs> we get in, we chose the same seats that we picked last time front row um and luck lucky for us no one sat next to us so we had like the whole front row um well on the right hand side um we got our seats and then we went back and we got plates of like meats and cheeses and crackers or whatever and we sat down and you get a couple of minutes before the class starts to like eat that and talk with like the people around you or whatever and then it started when we did the cordial class we tried six different things, so I assume that was how many wines we were going to be trying. But our wonderful governor just passed a new law where you're only allowed to, like, sample so many. So instead of doing the six that we were supposed to do, we only got to do four wines. Um, but each wine was paired with a type of chocolate. Um, one milk chocolate and three dark chocolate. Am I just, am I talking all of this? Because I, I don't, don't have know. the pictures. I mean, I don't want to step in on you. 
Because then you'll be like, don't cut me off. Oh, here. Can I see the... Well, there was the milk chocolate caramel, uh, intense dark chocolate with crispy rice. So it was kind of like a dark chocolate Nestle's Crunch. And then an intense dark 72% cacao dark chocolate. And then an intense dark sea salt almond dark chocolate. So three out of the four were dark chocolate of varieties, uh, varying varieties. Um... I don't remember which one we did with each, which one, because I have in my tasting notes on my Total Wine app, because I did that when we did the cordial class as well. Um, one of the first things we did was, well, they don't really give you any details on this. Let me click on it. Oh, um, a revival. Rivada Moscato di Asti sparkling wine. So uh, they paired that with the milk chocolate and caramel one. This was only 5.5% alcohol. Usually, like, wines are higher than that, aren't they? It depends. Um, so, yeah, this was a sweet style, medium bodied, it says. Um, great with spicy pork appetizers. So, so. How how it, how it went was like she, quote unquote, taught us how to taste the wine and taught us how to taste the chocolate. So you, you like we shouldn't have been talking about that one. That wasn't the one with the milk chocolate. I clicked into a, a further back one. The one we did with the milk chocolate was Chateau Chateau Fabrigues Costia. My I'm, this is gonna sound bad. Costarias <laughs> de Nemes Rosé. Um, from France. Are you sure that's the right one? Yes, because I did them in order of how we tasted them. Oh. And this is the first one. Uh, the nose is delicious with strawberry aromas. It is supple in the mouth with a very nice finish. These are the, their details. I don't know who wrote this, but this one's 13% alcohol. So, so like, when you, when you go to, like, a wine tasting or whatever, and, like, this one specifically, she, like, quote-unquote taught us how to taste it and look at it like you hold it up in front of um something white and you look at it and you swirl it around and you smell it and then you take one small sip and sip it all the way and then you take another sip and you kind of like swirl it around in your mouth and you can either spit both times or you can swallow and um now the the people they have working there that do these classes they drink as well but they spit it out because they're not allowed to actually drink it yeah so um which i don't really understand like yes you're not drinking it but like the alcohol is in your mouth like it your body is still absorbing that a little bit before you spit it out well i guess i don't know i i i think it's dumb but whatever so she we do the wine taste like we taste the first wine and it was very good it's sweeter um like a sweeter what you said white wine rosé uh, strawberry rose. fruity yeah, it was a rosé yeah. it was tasty rose and blush wine is what it's categorized as and then so you're supposed to then take a bite of the chocolate small bite and then you take another sip of the wine and you kind of let it like mix together and then my tasting notes were wine, dry, no. Better with chocolate. <laughs> and then after we did the wine and then the chocolate, 
we were supposed to like cleanse our palate with the water or a cracker that we had and then take a bite of the chocolate to taste it by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big wine guy, so again, I didn't like oh, this yeah. one. Oh, yeah, Jeff did this specifically because I wanted to, because I like wine. Yeah, so didn't like that one. Uh, and then the next one was a Il Duca Imperial Rosso Luxury. 6.5% alcohol from Italy. Um, sparkling red wine is what it's in a champagne and sparkling wine categorized as um, natural blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry distillates. Um, so that's kind of what the it was. My tasting notes for this one was sweet and fruity berries, wild and strawberry. Taste tasty goes well with the seventy two percent dark chocolate. So that's what we had with it. Yeah, it was the intense, dark, crispy rice. No, the 72%. Oh, no, it was the purple one, yeah. The cacao. 72%. Yeah. So this tastes like a wine that I get from Trader Joe's. Um, and I said that to Jeff when she first poured it. And I was like, oh, I, I bet this is going to taste like that wine that I get from Trader, yeah, from Trader Joe's. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And... I don't think we have a bottle of it. We might. It might be in the corner. Um, but I, I enjoy the wine. It's a red wine. It's a um, carbonated. I couldn't think of that word. Sparkling. Yeah, sparkling. Uh, sparkling red wine. I And it's on the sweeter side. I don't typically like red wine, but this specific wine from Trader Joe's I was given years ago... Um, by, at Christmas by a co-worker and I love it whenever we go to Trader Joe's if we're buying if we go to the one in Princeton I buy a couple bottles because it's super cheap it's like three or four dollars a bottle and it's really tasty um and I said to Jeff as soon as I saw it I was like oh this is going to be like that and it was and it, very good yeah I like this one I gave it a thumbs up and the like and as I'd already described it sweet and fruity um with the uh, the berry tasting and it was good with the chocolate as well yeah good by itself and good with the chocolate i'm not a dark chocolate fan but the dark chocolate with the wine it was a nice mix and then then was the now the rivada moscato di asti sparkling wine um 5.5 percent alcohol sweet with tastes of peach and honey Mm -hmm. and um i said my tasting notes were sweet and fruity Sweet, fruity, and tasty. Peach and honey. Great with the chocolate, too. This is the one we have with the dark, crispy sea salt chocolate. The crispy sea yeah. salt chocolate? Yeah, the, the, the red wrapper. That was sea salt? Yeah. Because the other one is sea salt almond. The yes, other, but the that has crispy... sea salt in it as well. Oh. Um, yeah, that wine, the Moscato, it was very peachy. It was very sweet. It was very tasty. And as soon as I sipped it, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. And there were people in there that did not like sweet wine. And the one guy was like, oh, terrible. So sweet. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it is sweet. But it, it's a Moscato. Like, And then Peach was like, you know what, sir? You're terrible. Yeah. I said that, and then she should have said that. We though. fist fought. Yep, and she won. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. she knocked his teeth out. I did. 
It was exciting. It was exciting. You should have been there. No. But the the woman that did the class, she's the same one that did the cordials. Um, <laughs> and then she said, whine about that, bitch. <laughs> at the end. Yeah. She had a little tagline. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great night. I put my glasses on and I walked away as the room exploded. What? Yeah. Because I just fist fought with someone. So I was a cool guy. So you're walking away from the explosion? Yeah. Okay. You weren't looking at it. You just walked no. away. Yeah, I put my sunglasses on and I walked away. Right. As the room exploded <laughs> behind me. Back to reality. <laughs> I didn't fist fight anyway. <laughs> just so you know, guys, that didn't happen in case you really thought it did. Oh, but it man. could have. This is bizarre. So, um... It's a fucking Moscato. Like, if you know anything about wines, you know Moscatos are typically very sweet. Same thing with Riesling. Terrible. So it's like, you knew what you were getting into. Like, if you knew you weren't going to like it, you can tell them and they'll give you something else. So it just, it pissed me off. It's like, whatever. Or just be a little bitch and get your teeth knocked out. Yeah, that's what happens. So the last one was the Davy Family Shiraz Estate 2020. Um, 14% alcohol. This is from Australia. And dry. Red wine. And it said the taste is mulberry and blackberry. This one I did not like. And I said, no thanks. With dark sea salt and almond chocolate, still no thanks. Yeah, the chocolate added to it ever so slightly but still it was a very dry red wine and i did not drink it i dumped it i was like nope want no part of this yeah i mean and they're all 750 milliliter bottles they ranged in price from 15.99 to 21.99 and they usually tell you like when you do the tasting notes when you take these classes if you download their app you can look the stuff up it tells you what price it is it tells you where they have it in the store if you can go buy it after you're done but yeah so we did those four and with the chocolates and you know when we were done we pocketed the chocolates from the other two spaces that were beside us because they weren't filled with people even though the class was technically said it was sold out not every seat was full so i don't know if they just don't sell spots for every seat or those people didn't show up yeah. are you looking at a picture of yourself on the phone because it's a flashback i was looking at my lashes but uh, there was, you know, four chocolates in each of those seats. And, I mean, they even said, hey, if the people aren't there or there's nobody sitting there, you can take the chocolate. So I was like, these chocolates are good. And I love dark chocolate, so I took them. Um, Peach kind of judged me. And I didn't care because I thought the chocolate was really tasty. So, yeah, we did that. And also while we were there... We saw some Down East had come out with some new cider. Their Overboard uh, offering variety. It's their cider, but with a higher um, alcohol content. Because most of their ciders are around like 5, 5.5% alcohol. These ones are all 8%. And they came out with three different varieties. And they sell them in single packs. Well, we saw the, the original blend. So like their original blend cider that they normally make that's like 5, 5. 0.5% alcohol. They did one that's just 8%. So it's the same kind of taste variety, but just in a higher alcohol content. We saw that in a four pack of its own, but we didn't see any of the other two in a four pack like that. But we did see the variety pack on the shelf that also had mixed berry and um, tropical in it as well. They're all 8%. It was a 
nine pack that had a three of each can in there. And it was about 20 bucks for that. I think it was about that. 1999, I believe. So it's not bad. I mean, when you break it down, it makes it pretty, you know, if you're paying like 20 bucks for the pack and there's nine cans in there, you're paying like $2.20 per can, which is way less than you're going to spend if you go out somewhere and buy it at a bar. If you get like a 12 ounce pour of something or like they have like can pours and you get 12 ounces of like downy cider, you're paying like at least seven bucks for it. At least. Yeah. So to buy it like this in a store and pay like $2 per can, like not bad. So we picked that up on our way out mm-hmm. and brought that home. And was that the same night? It was the same night, I believe. But we came home and then did we go back out when we went to go get the popcorn bucket? Yes. Because we were sitting here, and we came home, and we were sitting here, and I wasn't going to get it, because a new Ghostbusters movie is coming out um, next month, and they've been doing these things where, like, it's become the trend now to put out, like, really fucking fancy popcorn buckets that are, like, cool, and not like your regular popcorn bucket, and not even just, like, your regular, like, circle big popcorn bucket with something printed on it. Like, they're actually, like, making special popcorn buckets. Like, they did one when the new Scream came out. Um, of a ghost face popcorn bucket. So it's like ghost face's head and it opens up and they put the popcorn in there. Those like people went ape shit for those and they, you know, people couldn't find them in the stores and then they sold them online for a little bit and they sold like drink uh, cups, ghost face drink cups as well. We got them both online because we couldn't find them in a, a theater, but they only sold them for a certain amount of time. So we got those and they've been doing ones like that for other things as well. But it really all depends on what you're interested in. And right now, they have, uh, even though the movie's not out yet, they have a lot of Ghostbusters stuff. And they have a Slimer popcorn bucket where it's Slimer and he's holding a bag of popcorn. And the inside of him is hollow. That's where the popcorn goes. So I'd seen people posting about that and I was like, that's cool, but I don't need it. But it's cool. And then just went back and forth and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go get it. So we went there. They had them in stock. Um, they had other ones, too, that were like the regular popcorn bucket. Like they're just a round bucket that had stuff printed on it. And they had this one. The Slimer one itself that was like shaped like Slimer is more expensive, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I bought that. It was like 25 bucks. And, yeah, it's expensive. And, yeah, I don't need it. But it's cool. And then when you get it home, we have it like displayed next to the ghost face one and when you put a light in it it looks really cool when it's lit up uh because you know it glows in the dark right i don't know if it glows in the dark by itself i didn't really read that anywhere or see it but if you put a light inside of it we have like a puck light we put it in there and it's battery operated when you turn it on it looks really cool i told jeff um his when he was going back and forth with getting it his two of our friends had posted about it earlier that day and i was like well while we're out like at the um the wine tasting we should just go and get it because we were close to it and he was like no i don't need it i don't need it 
And I was like, okay. And I was like, it would look really cool on oh, the wait. shelf. Are we gonna hear a slam? Oh yeah, the polychronopolises are back. They just came home somewhere. Listen for the slam, guys. I mean, that was a mild one. Yeah. But I'm sure you the, still heard it. Yeah. It shook the um, glass case. Yeah. Um, They're dicks. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I'm glad I don't have like anything expensive like hanging on that wall over there because I'm sure it would fall off. Yeah. Especially like closer to the door. But, um... So I was like, it would look really cool up on the shelf next to the ghost face uh, popcorn bucket. And he's like, I don't know why you're trying to encourage this. We don't need it. <laughs> yeah, because most of the time she'd be like, no, you don't need it. Like, she'd be telling me It's no. just so fun. And this time she encouraged it. Yeah, they. Um, Jeff also showed me one that Regal has right now, which is the ghost trap which is very cool yeah there's two different ones i've seen i think regal has one and the regal one might light up and then amc also has a version of it i don't think there's lights up but it looks a little bit different um so there's two different ones i think at the two different theaters i like this one i don't need the ghost traps um i have a ghost trap uh, box set that came out um, was it last year? It came out like a little bit after the Ghostbusters Afterlife came out because it's a box set that has the first two original Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters Afterlife in it. It comes with like a little book. Um, it had digital copies and it had the 2016 all-female cast one only in digital copy form. They didn't put a physical copy of it in there. But it's a ghost trap. comes in a ghost trap box. It opens up. It lights up inside. Um, those were limited. So like if you see them online now, like selling on eBay, people are selling them for like $200, $300. I got it for a little bit under $100 when it first came out. Uh, but you can't really find them anymore. They're not like readily available just to go buy it somewhere. Like you're, you're buying it from a person who's like selling it for a lot more money if you find it now. There's a theater that has the Ecto-1 as a popcorn bucket too. Yeah, they put that out when Ghostbusters Afterlife came out. They had one like that. AMC did the Ecto yeah. that opened up on top and then people couldn't find those. And There's one on eBay right now. Yeah, but I'm fine with this one, the Slimer one. I like this one. So we got that. And then uh, we've tried some of the ciders that we've got recently. We did talk about how we had like a haul of stuff that we found. Um, we stopped at Shangies before going to Shankwaller's last time we talked about the stuff that we found there and buying the single cans. So we tried some of that stuff. And let's see. We just tried one today, but we're not going to talk about that one until next time because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about in this one. Uh, so let's see. We tried. I go back into my thing. So we tried um, Hudson North Cider. They have a maple bourbon. It's their adventure series. 5% alcohol. Hudson North is out of Newburgh, New York. Maple bourbon cider is a cozy and oaky cider that blends apples with bourbon barrels and maple syrup. Whether you enjoy it cold or on the rocks... Um, this cider is ideal for any cozy and relaxing setting, such as a cabin in the woods, a fireplace at home, or a bar with friends. So, I gave this a 3.75 out of 5. Peach gave it a 2.75 out of 5. So, she liked it a little bit less than I did. 
Mm-hmm. But I thought it was good. It had a nice flavor. I did like you could taste the mapleness of it, a little bit of the the bourbon aspect. But I liked it. It was reminiscent of like the old um, campfire pancakes, just not fully there. Yeah, like it was reminiscent of it, but like not exact. The campfire pancakes that was an out on a limb, uh, one of the out on the limb series that Woodchuck uh, Cider did years and years and years ago, um, and that was so sweet. Like, and this wasn't that sweet. And there was also like a note in there that I wasn't loving. It said, "I hate you." That note she unfolded it. And it was like, I hate you. That's what it said. Who would like that note? Who would? I don't hate you. I didn't say that. I love a peach. Stop frowning. Don't be sad. Um, God damn it. What? I went back to Then there was the 1911 sour peach mm-hmm. that we tried. From uh, 1911 established the Beak, Beak and Skiff Apple Orchards. And that's 6.9% alcohol. A sour cider with subtle peach taste, the newest addition to their Master Series. So I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Peach gave it a 2.25 out of 5. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan. Not a fan? No. I thought it was pretty good, pretty tasty. The peach was very subtle, it wasn't overly peachy, mm-hmm. it wasn't very sweet. Um, yeah, and like, I'm not saying that I need a cider to be like super duper sweet because I don't, but this, it didn't match up and I guess it is like sour peach. It's not supposed to be, but I don't know. It just, the, the flavor combination and the fact that it was on the drier side, it just, it didn't do it for me. And then we have the Down East Overboard. We tried the Mixed Berry um, variety. That, again, like I said, 8% alcohol. And Peach gave this a full 5 out of 5. I gave it a 4.75 out of 5. It was delicious. It was very delicious. It was very tasty, very berry-flavored. Um... You likened it to something. I can't remember what you compared it to. You compared it to something. But now I can't remember what you compared it to. You're like, it just tastes just like something. But now I can't think what it was. But we both really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get apprehensive when they put out these ones where like they up the alcohol. Because sometimes it could taste bad. It could yeah, go bad. Most of the time it just tastes like straight up cough syrup. I wouldn't say most of the time. That's not my opinion. The only one I thought that of was the Angry Orchard Hardcore Dark Cherry one. That that tasted like cough syrup. A lot of the quote-unquote Imperials we've been drinking, I haven't liked. I've pretty much liked all of them except for that Dark Cherry one. I don't drink and like... I, I don't know if this is... A lot of people's opinions or or maybe I'm just odd man out in this. But, like, I'm not drinking something because it's got a higher alcohol content. I want to drink something because it tastes good. Well, I mean, sometimes you might want both. It depends. Some, Especially if you're going out and you're spending a lot of money, you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. 
And I do agree with that. And that is why when we go out, I typically do not get cider or wine, even though those are things that I prefer. I get a mixed drink because I feel like if I'm going to buy a drink out and unless it's something that I either A, know I really, really like and can't get typically, like um, if we go somewhere and they have like uh, a Downey's pumpkin or on draft or something, it's like, well... I know I really like that and I can't get that just anywhere. So it's like, I'll order that. But like. But when you think about it, those are like 5% alcohol and you're getting maybe at least 12 ounces. Sometimes places give you only 10 ounces, but you're, you're mostly paying like $78 per serving of that. Yes. And that is why I just spend the, however much it is and just buy a mixed drink because then at least, you know, you're you're actually going to feel I mean, I mean yeah, you're not going to, to feel it, but people let's be honest, guys. You're drinking alcohol for the most part to feel something. If not, you wouldn't be drinking alcohol. You'd find something that tasted similar and just drink that. You're drinking the alcohol because you want to get to a spot to where maybe it loosens you up a little bit. You start to get that slight buzz feeling. Nobody likes being hardcore drunk. That's not a good feeling. But you like getting to that place where you're like, hey, I'm having a good time. Bolero, snort, and heavy. Yeah, I saw. Um, but, yeah, so you want to get the bang for your buck, especially when you're out. But with these, like I said, when we bought this variety pack, it equated to like $2 and change for like per can. And that's for 8% alcohol. So yeah. that's a pretty good deal. And for it to taste as good as, as we both thought that it did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's a winner right there. Um, then there was the, I don't know if I checked into this one. There was one that I didn't check into. Um, or I checked into after the fact. So now I got to look it up. Yeah. The Cider Boys, another Imperial, another 8 percenter. They're an Imperial Pineapple. Again, 8%. Imperial Hard Cider with apples, pineapple juice, and natural flavors. Um, from Cider Boys, they're from Wisconsin. We've talked about many of their stuff. They usually do a pretty s- s- sweet cider. Most of their stuff is very sweet. Um, but it is tasty. Um, Peach only gave this one a 2.5 out of 5. And I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. I enjoyed it. I liked the pineapple and apple flavor, and I didn't think it had any bad lingering taste in it, any aftertaste notes that would, you know, I I enjoyed it. So why did you give it what you gave it? Just, I didn't love it. Um, Pineapple cider, like, I don't know. It has to, it has to have like a specific taste for me to actually really like it because like it's so easy to taste off and have that like semi um, medicinal taste and this kind of tasted like that no i enjoyed it uh then there was that bad one um another hudson north their cherry vanilla five percent alcohol and peach did not check into this one Oh, no, it was tasty. I would give this uh, that one mm, like a 3.75. I gave it a 3 out of 5. 
And I said to Jeff, was this the one that had... Uh, you said it tasted like a club soda kind of at the end. That This is that one. That one. I'm, I, when we were tasting all these, like my taste buds were on point. No, this wasn't that one. Um, I know what you're talking about. So I said it's nice cherry and vanilla flavors, but has a weird seltzer taste in the very back end. Not a fan of that, but the rest is good, which is why I only gave it the three out of five. It had a nice cherry and vanilla flavor, but like at the end, it was just like super carbonated. Peach had likened it to club soda. Yeah. I said seltzer. Like, I don't like that taste. That's kind of like what I got at the very end. If that wasn't there, it would have got a higher one uh, a score from me. But I'm going to go with 3.5 because, yeah, I forgot that it was overly carbonated. Um, the flavor was good, but it just it tasted overly carbonated. And that can kind of ruin something because it really like it messes with the mouthfeel. And like, I hate that phrase, but Ooh, it does. mouthfeel, somebody says. So now the one that you were uh, talking about. But because Jeff was giving me all of these, like, because we only had one can of each. So he was like splitting them into glasses and bringing them out. And I was like, I, I struggle sometimes because I'm like, oh, if I say something, he's like going to be like, oh, you're, do you really taste that? But I was like, this has like a vanilla taste. He's like, well, it's cherry vanilla. And I'm like, oh, well, that's why. And had this one, but didn't check into it. The Blood Orange from Down East. Mm -hmm. So we saw that they had put this out in the four packs like a week or two before we actually bought it. Because we were waiting for them to put it out in a single can. Because as we stated in the last episodes, last episode, we're looking more and more for things that are available as single buys. Single cans, single bottles. That way you're not locked into a full four or six pack of it and you wind up wasting money if you don't like it mm -hmm. um it's just kind of shitty these days especially with how expensive stuff is so we were like let's just wait well you know yes we are eager to buy it we are excited when we see new things that we haven't had before but we kind of had to calm ourselves down and be like let's just be a little bit patient see if it pops up in the single can area so it did, and it does suck on the back end of that if you do happen to buy a single of something that you really do like, and you're like, oh, I wish now I had more of it. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather wish I had more of it than wish I had less of it. You know, like if I, oh, now I'm stuck with this, and I paid money for all of this. But because the ones that I do like, I know in the future, if I see it on the shelf, I know that I like it. And I'll buy it if I want it, if I'm in the mood for it. Because I don't have to look at it and be like, will I like that or won't I like that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've tried it already. I have the single can. I know that I like it. I'm free to buy it in the future because I already know that I like it. And I didn't spend a lot of money on it. Um, so this was the one. This is 5.1% alcohol. Um, and this one didn't, I because we've kind of been finicky before with Blood Orange. It can mm -hmm. go either way. We've liked stuff. We've not liked stuff. Blood Orange is very uh, fickle taste kind of uh, profile. Um, this one had a little bit of ginger in it, but it wasn't advertised. It wasn't like Blood Orange ginger. Like it tells you like in the small print on the back, there's ginger in it, but it doesn't let you know that like on the front. Yeah, it's like the fucking hemp, the pineapple hemp all over again. Well, that or did sage. say it on the front. No, it was sage. hemp. It was pineapple hemp. And then there was sage and... Pineapple hemp was Mackenzie's, yeah. and pineapple and sage was Blake's. Blake's. Mm. 
But uh, that one I was I was fooled. I didn't know it was pineapple and sage. Pineapple hemp was right on the the front. Like they yeah, were. It was not good. They were honest about, it, but Peach was like, "Oh, that's a little bit of a ginger taste in there." And I'm, she's like, "This is blood orange." And she's like, "And some ginger." Yeah, like I I was spot on after I was like he was like, "Do you know what it is?" Jeff was like, "Do you know what it is?" And I was like, "Uh, I want to say it's, it tastes gingery, like citrus and ginger." And he was like, yep, you're right. And I was like, well, what is it? And I was like, is this the blood orange? And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh. And while it's definitely not the worst blood orange cider we've had, I really think it just, it comes back to like blood orange is one of those flavors that I just don't like with like along with passion fruit. And um, what's the other one? Guava. Guava, yeah. Just not a fan. Um, I'm also really not a fan of cherry, like, when it comes to ciders, because they really just taste medicinal to me. Like, it just, that Robitussin flavor is always present. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. Cherry is very It's unfortunate, too, because, like, I love cherries, and like I made the cherry bounce, and that's very tasty. But cherry cider, just mm. I don't know. Um. So yeah, there was those, and then there was a couple of beers that I tried. There's actually been a bunch, and I've been holding a bunch back from that outrageous uh, thing from Axe and Arrow. So I think I'm gonna go through those quickly. All right. Um. So there was one uh, three threes. Solid Grounds Coffee Milk Stout. And I'm very bad in checking into shit, too. So I didn't check into this one, I don't think, either. Um, three threes. Now I'm not going to be able to find it. Because um, I don't know, like, if they spell out their... Um, like, name, or they, you know, use... Numbers. Yeah, and now I can't find it, which really sucks. I have a picture of it. Three threes. So it's three threes brewing. So it's three spelled out and then number threes. And I'm not not going to find it now. So that really sucks. But I thought it was pretty good. I guess I don't have to look it up to know what I thought of it. Because huh? I didn't check into it anyway. Um, I thought it was, it was good. I liked it. It tasted, it tasted good. Had a nice coffee flavor, a little bit of a creaminess. It wasn't, uh, super bitter like some of the coffee stouts tend to be. Sometimes being a stout and being coffee-ish, um, they can have a little bit of a bitterness to them. Um, I'm not 100% sure where this, uh, brewery is out of either since I can't find to look them up. Um, on here on untapped they're out of Hamilton, new jersey so down this area south jersey a little bit further so that's where they're out of i don't think i've had any of their stuff before and then there was layered up and that was another one i didn't check into even though I drank it. 
That was from Victory Brewing Company out of Downingtown, PA. Get cozy this winter with the complex layers of our newest release, Layered Up. This smooth-bodied stout starts with a roasty richness and a hint of dark, unsweetened chocolate followed by notes of biscuit. This curious blend will have you ready to embrace the cold this season. 6.5% alcohol. I thought this one was very tasty. I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd give it a 4.25 out of 5. It was good. Um, I did, had a little bit less hope for them after I had that ca- uh, tasty cake coffee cake ale from them because they did that. And I talked about that in the last episode or the one before it. I uh, wasn't a big fan of that, but I was a fan of this. So that was tasty. And then there was Six Point Brewery wintry fix winter lager did check into that one 5.5 percent. they're out of brooklyn new york oh 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 it's that time of year all right cooler temps and longer nights it's got you craving something to warm your bones wintry fix is a balanced lager with aromatic flavors of cinnamon clove orange peel and star anise from a warming but easy drinking brew and i gave it a 4.25 out of 5 i thought it was very good i enjoyed the taste of it i was kind of uh weary of it at first but i was like very pleasantly surprised by what i thought of it It had a very nice flavor i liked the cinnamon and clove and the orange peel aspects of it Uh, it was very easy to drink very smooth definitely something i would drink again i would pay money to you know drink this again and definitely if somebody handed me one at a party or something i would definitely drink it with no problems and not have any worries about like it being not good. And then let's see. Um, well, I'm going to go back to the stout rageous and then we're going to interject with something else before I get to the newer stuff that I just drank from Axe and Arrow. But the stout rageous was kind of a, a bit back because I just kept putting it off and putting it off to talk about it. And um, so there was breakfast stout, a coffee stout they did that I I had there. That was 8% alcohol. Uh, Miss your coffee this morning. We've got you covered. We took our rich rich stout base and conditioned it on maple praline with a little shot of espresso. Um, I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. It was good. Um, it's just, I don't know. And I'm, I don't want to blame the beers themselves, but sometimes I just get a little stouted out because you're drinking all this dark beer and it's all kind of roasty, coffee-ish, chocolate-ish um, this time of year. So sometimes like you're not really giving, giving it a fair shake. But like I said, 3.75 out of 5. It might have been higher if I wasn't, you know. And again, this was a stout event because they were putting out like new stouts uh and they had black gold which was nine percent alcohol it was an imperial stout uh full-bodied imperial oatmeal stout conditioned on peanut butter and vanilla for an added boost of delight i gave it a 3.25 out of 5 um it was pretty good um like i said hovering around like the threes i guess for most of these uh because even though I do like a good stout every now and then, it's just when you're drinking so many in a small amount of time, uh, you kind of get stouted out. And uh, you're not really giving that big of a, a fair shake. Then there was Taking Care of Bananas. Um, a pastry stout, 6.3%. 
conditioned this stout on peanut butter and bananas. The king would approve. And I gave this a three out of five. Again, still in that three range. Pretty good. You got the peanut butter and the bananas and the darkness of the stout. So it was all right. Nothing was overly bitter. Some of them you got like the a little bit of a, the, a bitter taste from like the like the coffee aspect of it. Um, I just missed another one and it went away. God dang it. Okay, now I'm back. And then there was Banana Bread Bro. And that was a golden, a white stout. And I, this was, well, we were told if we wait for things like good things will happen. Well, we waited and it's finally here. A creamy white stout conditioned on banana, brown sugar and cinnamon for a delicious banana bread white stout, bro. Hell yeah. I gave this one a five out of five. Definitely my favorite out of the ones I tried that day. Um, it was very good. Uh, nice banana flavor. And um, it was nice. It was nice to have something lighter than a dark stout. I'm a big fan of the white stouts because um, they don't have that heavy, dark uh, flavor and um, taste. So this one was really good. I definitely like to have that one again. And then there was coconut vanilla, another white stout. Um 5% alcohol. I gave it a 4 out of 5. A creamy white stout conditioned on vanilla and toasted coconut. And it was very tasty. You got the vanilla. You got the toasted coconut. It had a sweetness to it. And it was good. And it was nice, again, for a change of pace from all the dark stouts. So it's a nice, refreshing change of pace. And I'm just a fan. Whenever I see the the, the white, the golden stouts... Um, advertised, especially at Axe and Arrow or just really anywhere. I'm always very happy to try them around this time of year because you're kind of inundated with all the darker, regular, traditional stouts, and it's nice to have something different. And I don't know if I talked about these. I talked about, I'm going to slip these in here real quick. I talked about buying them and finding them in the variety pack but the voodoo ranger hard charge teas i had the lemon and the peach um they're both eight percent alcohol oh no they're seven percent alcohol and they want to say they're the hardest tea which isn't correct because the killer uh hard tea i had before was eight percent alcohol and those weren't good but they were still more of a percentage of alcohol um these are from new belgium brewing company it's the voodoo ranger hard charge tea lemon it was good. I gave it a 3.75 out of 5, the lemon one. It's just kind of a little bit too syrupy sweetness to it for me. It was just like a little too artificial. Same with the peach. I kind of gave it the same uh, rating. It had a nice peach flavor, but it was just too syrupy, artificially sweet in there. It was like Twisted Tea is way better. I mean, that's your kind of run-of-the-mill tea. And it was like that, but like worse. Because I, I enjoy drinking Twisted Teas. They do hit the spot sometimes, especially during in the summer. But um, these hard-charged ones, not the biggest fan of. That's why I was kind of hesitant on buying the variety pack because they do have flavors in there, like a half and half and a Rocket Pop ones that I wanted to try. But I didn't want to buy a full variety pack because I didn't want to drink the lemon and the peach ones again because I just kind of had enough of those for right now. Um, and then 
there was uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day happened. What happened on Valentine's Day? I'm tired of talking. <laughs> well, I was just letting you talk. I, I know. I couldn't help. I uh, couldn't speak on any of the beers Jeff had because when he went to the Stoutrageous event, I did go with him, but that was during um, dry January, so I was not drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff actually gave me my Valentine's Day gifts um, early. He gave them to me the Saturday before Valentine's Day. Um, Jeff, every year, tries to get me a new forever flower. Um, so a forever flower is a flower that will not die. Um, and they... He's gotten many different kinds of forever flowers. Um, I have a seashell one, a glass one, a gold-dipped rose, a 3D-printed um, crocheted, sewn... So the wooden ones? Yeah, wooden roses. And they're not all roses. Some are just flowers. The perler bead rose, I mean. Yeah, the perler bead rose. Um lots of different ones because flowers die and while i do love getting flowers and jeff does get me flowers sometimes they die and you can't really save them to where they don't look gross and disgusting i have some that he's given me that were real that i saved but you know whatever they they get gross looking and whatever they, guys <laughs> They get gross looking and they fall apart and you can't really do anything with them because they're so fragile. So I I love that Jeff gives me the forever flowers and this year he got me two Lego roses. Um, so I had them. He also every year for like the past five years, I think he's made me horror valentines. So I look forward to them every year. Um, this year he made me 10. Some years I get more than 10, but most of the time it's 10. Um, I did post them on my personal Instagram. Um, but Jeff will probably post them this week on ours. Um, he also got me baking mats. Um, for the... Are they, like, specifically bread? Yeah, I think they're specifically for... I mean, I suppose maybe you could use them for something else, yeah. but I don't know. But they're for baking bread. That's yeah. how they're advertised. They're, like, a silicone... They're, it, it was a two-pack. And it's, like, one is round and the other is, like, oblong. And they're... And they have, like, these handles that come off of them, silicone handles. And they're for, like, lifting the bread out of the Dutch oven. Because the Dutch oven's fucking hot as shit when you take it out of the oven after baking bread. Um, I've made three loaves now, two white bread, one rye. But we'll talk about the rye further in the episode. Because it's, it's a whole thing. Um, so... Valentine's Day was Wednesday. Jeff gave me the the gifts uh, before we went to the wine tasting on on Saturday. Um, but on Valentine's Day, well, actually, the day before Valentine's Day, the Tuesday, the thirteenth, um, I came home from work and I made cookies for Jeff for my Valentine. I made dark chocolate peanut butter cookies, and then I made um, valentine's day monster cookies for myself and my class and killian those cookies are delicious both of them 
<laughs> yeah, they're not the best cookies that Peach has ever made because that was happened one time and it was a freak. <laughs> Whatever. Those cookies were like, holy fuck, these cookies. I, it was like the perfect storm of like the ingredients and the oven and chilling the dough and they were just fucking phenomenal cookies i mean and every time after that they've been really great cookies but they've just not been to that level we keep um searching for that level again that's yeah. kind of the benchmark because like whenever you taste it people be like best ever and i'm like no. no like they're they're really good like i will toot my own horn on this like i've been told by many people i make the best chocolate chip cookies they're really tasty and it just I don't know, like baking is one of those things where you could have a really good recipe, but if you don't follow it precisely, like you're not going like it. Baking is a science. You have to like you need the right amount of, of everything to make it work, because if even one thing is the slightest bit off, it just doesn't the recipe doesn't turn out. And the chocolate chip cookie recipe I have has been passed down from French ancestors. <laughs> I'm giving a look right now. You can't see me. If you know, you know. <laughs> What's the name of that French ancestor? <laughs> Nestle Toulouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And what did we have for dinner on Valentine's Day? Okay, and here's another tradition. We have a lot of traditions when it comes to Valentine's Day. So Tuesday I made the cookies, and then Wednesday I came home from work. Jeff was already home. Um, every year he makes me pizza on Valentine's Day. Typically he makes um, pepperoni hot pepper pizza because that's our favorite. Um, but this year he told me that he was going to make me white pizza. And white pizza is my absolute favorite pizza because I don't really like red sauce. Um, you got some pieces still rotten in the refrigerator. They're not rotting. Um, rotting. So how he makes the white pizza, it's broccoli, ricotta cheese. Don't give away my secrets. And mozzarella. Hmm. That's just white pizza. And he does special stuff to the... I do nothing special to it. I don't measure anything. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I just put stuff together and I'm like, yeah, that looks great. That looks good. That's good. I, I approve of this. Yeah. It, it was super tasty. He made himself a chicken bacon pepperoni pizza. Oh, so tasty. So good. Cause it, it's the it's the chicken that Peach has been making me for my salads every week. And she puts a spicy blend of seasonings on it. And I really do like it. And I had some of that left over. And I'm like, I'm going to throw this on a pizza. And I did that with the pepperoni, and then I threw some leftover bacon that we had from another meal, and I was like, wow, this pizza's fucking delicious. Yeah. Again, you can make anything out of into pizza. Like, you just... Yeah. All you need is your imagination. And it's not really hard to make a pizza. Like, I would, I would like to think, like, yeah, I'm good at this. Like, you know, but, like, anybody can make a pizza. Like, you can make a pizza. Anyone can make a pizza. A kid can make a pizza. Like... Mm-hmm. You, like, I want to pat myself in the back and, like, make it for, like, if Peach eats it. And she's like, oh, this is delicious. But in the back of my head, I'm like, anybody could have done that. You know, I don't want to feel good about it. Cause I but don't, you should. I don't, though. I'm like, anybody could have made that pizza. Like, 
It's effort. It's not it's not so much that it's hard, but it is effort. And the pizza, pizza dough is very finicky. Yeah, that's the only part that always worries me every time. And mm-hmm. I've been, knock on wood, very lucky, especially since we've moved into our own place, that all the pizzas that I've made, I haven't really had any problems with the dough. Um, oh, I don't fuck that. We got to go to Aldi and get more dough. Oh, yeah. We're all out of dough. Speaking yeah. of which. So speaking of the dough that we get, we used to get ShopRite dough, but we found out that Aldi sells pizza dough and we've been buying it from there. It's and a bit cheaper. It's gone up in price. It used to be like 95 cents a dough. Now it's like a dollar twenty nine, I think. Um, a lot of people out there say, oh, you can go to your local pizza restaurant and buy dough from them. But I don't know how much that costs. Like. The reason I'm making pizza at home is, like, I'm not trying to spend pizzeria prices on shit. Like, I'm going to make my own pretty good-tasting pizza, which I think is pretty... I've, I do like the pizza that I make. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it all goes down to what ingredients you're using. So, yeah, it'll taste different, but I'm highly satisfied with the pizzas I make. Like, I'd rather eat my pizza than paying ridiculous prices, like, to, for a pizzeria pizza, which is, like, not even... Sometimes not even as good as the pizza that I make or like, you know, settling for Domino's or something like that where it's like greasy and oily and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just nice to make your own pizza at home. And again, anybody can do it. Uh, It's very easy to do. You just have to do have to put in the time and the effort. And, you know, maybe sometimes it might not come out great, but. um, Oh, hold on. Killian's calling. Why? Well, am I going to pause this? I'm going to pause. What time is it? Unpause, and we're back. Sorry. You know what I've been fe- also remembering? Huh? I've not been putting the spiel at the end of our episodes. I haven't done that for the longest time. Oh. Like the thing we recorded, and I just saw it when I was putting, when I was uploading like the last couple of episodes, and like I go into like the files again. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that. I haven't been doing that. I haven't been using that. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll I'll start doing it again. And at the end of this one, you'll know what we're talking about if you've been listening for the past. I can't remember the last time I added it in to an episode. So uh, is that the hi there peach here? Uh, maybe. Yes, I think so. So pizza, it was good. Yeah, it was really tasty. Um, we also typically watch My Bloody Valentine. Uh, we go back and forth years with watching the original and then the remake. Sometimes if we're feeling feisty, we'll watch both. Um, Depending. Yeah, I w- actually, last year we watched the remake and we watched um, the David Boreanaz horror movie, Valentine. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, this was a Wednesday. Like, if it had fell on, like, on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like, we probably might have watched a lot more movies, mm-hmm. you know, tried to fit them in. But, like, on a work night, it's a little bit hard to get a pick and choose. Yeah, we also built the roses. But we watched Warm Bodies as well. Oh, yeah, we watched Warm Bodies. That was one of our first dates. Yep. Yeah. It was a good, it's a good movie, and I posted about watching that on my uh, regular Instagram, my personal profile, and I tagged the, the girl in it, mm-hmm. and she liked the post. Oh. I don't think the guy has a... Um, uh, Instagram page mm-hmm. so I didn't tag him but I thought that was pretty neat but again yeah. that was one of our first dates that we went on a mm-hmm. movie date I remember going that to that with the peach yeah I don't even think we were like officially boyfriend and girlfriend yet I think we were like still just dating no I'm pretty sure we were official because it was like uh, in 2013 I believe oh I thought 
That wasn't one of our first then. But like one of our first handful of dates, like again, within like the first year of us being together. Yeah. I thought it was earlier than that. Um but uh yeah, so we watched we watched My Bloody Valentine. No, that came out on February first of twenty thirteen. So it was pretty oh, early I, yeah. in you know. That's yeah, we weren't I mean. living together yet, that's for sure. No. Um, but yeah, so we watched watched the original My Bloody Valentine. We watched the Warm Bodies, and then is that it? We didn't watch anything else, right? No, that was it. We that was we the two things bed. we watched. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we just had a nice Valentine's Day. We also did. Um, did we drink something special? I don't think so. Uh, so if you listened last episode and the one before that, how we talked about how I wanted to get a matching glass from the still, mm-hmm. a wine glass that I had stolen. Here comes the pain. Uh, I I was drinking out of that wine glass this past week. And I took it into the kitchen to wash it. And I, <laughs> I was going to say took it in the kitchen to break it. And I... It's so sad. It makes me so sad. It's traumatizing. Um, I hit it with something and knocked it over and it broke. Yep. We were just talking about it. Some might say karma. That's what you get for stealing it and trying to steal another one. Yeah. Um, and now we have none. We've gone to searching for... Uh, A pair, a mate to have a pair, to now having none of them. So, we don't know. We're going to have to try to figure out to get at least one more. I mean, it won't be the same one. I mean, I don't remember the exact time we took that one from. But, I mean, we've always had pretty good times there. So, it's just a memory. I mean, again, some people might say, serves you right. But, whatever. That's rude. Um... And then, let's see. Uh, I don't think I checked into this one either. Like, I'm just fucking suck at checking into shit. Uh, there was one beer that I had. Chocolate Volcano. There's a bunch of annoying kids outside. <laughs> um, Chocolate Volcano. I think this one, maybe they do different ones. Uh, the one that I had. Um... Yeah, mine was chocolate dessert stout bourbon barrel age, 10.5% alcohol. Um, And I don't think it's that one. Nope. Um, Chocolate volcano. Kano. I can't speak on any of this because I did not drink any. Jeffrey, stop um, Our chocolate volcano stout has been bourbon barrel aged for a massive eruption of delicious flavors. Overflowing decadent notes of chocolate, vanilla, and oaky bourbon, this very limited release brew will melt your taste buds with a lava flow of velvety richness. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very tasty, this one. I'd give it a 4.5 out of 5. It was very good. Nice chocolate flavor. Um, I've been finding that I like bourbon barrel aged stuff. I might not be the biggest fan of bourbon itself, like straight, but stuff that's been aged, I've kind of been growing a more of a liking to. So this was pretty good stuff. 
Um, and they're from Heavy Seas Beer, um, as out of Baltimore, Maryland, so not too far away. So that was really good, and I enjoyed it. Um, and then, like I said, Friday I went to Total Wine to go check out some stuff, and there was still the stuff on the shelves that sh- says it must be kept cold. Still out on the shelves, not being kept cold. Um, funny side note about that, because I had seen some more stuff. I went to another store and saw some uh, cider from a, a place that we like, but we haven't been able to find it in New Jersey until recently. Cider Creek, hard cider. They're out of New York. Uh, we've had a, a handful of their stuff previously. But we've only been able to find it like in Pennsylvania and New York when we've been in both places and we've for the majority we've liked um all the stuff we've had um from them because we had like there was a had the black eyed peach mm-hmm. they had um they had the blueberry one that was really good so they've had some good stuff we had some good stuff from them so i saw some they've finally been being carried around here i saw started seeing variety packs being carried at total wine but we've had all the ones that are in there and we like trying new stuff so I saw some new stuff. It was a coconut pineapple that I saw at another place. But again, it says store cold, keep cold. Um, so I was kind of apprehensive to buy it. And I kind of messaged the company and sent them a picture of it on the shelf. And just I just wanted to ask them if it was like what they thought of the whole situation. And... Um, they were like, hey, you know, yeah, we are in New Jersey now. Thanks for reaching out. And they said they said that not everybody follows directions, I guess, in the liquor store um, world, which is true. And we can see that ourselves. But they said that even though their cider is unfiltered, which is why it says to keep cold, because it's unfiltered. They said that their cider is shelf stable. So it's store cold and drink cold is best practices if you will it's not going to hurt the cider by sitting on the shelf just as long as it's not 95 degrees in the store so unless it gets super hot or there's a big fluctuation i suppose it should be all right um and that's what i've heard as well and then we went back and forth and we've talked we've talked about we had a good long conversation and then his name was kevin and he's the owner and original head cider maker so i was like oh shit so We had a nice conversation and um, I was kind of thinking at some point, like hopefully we can go there to check them out because he even invited us up. He said, if we go up there, you know, show us a good time, roll out the red carpet. And I'd like to like maybe even interview him Mm -hmm. for, you know, an episode or something like that. I mean, yes, we could do that over Zoom. We don't need to go there. But I mean, it would be fun to also go there and check it out. Oh, yeah. So I had said, you know, I did see the stuff. I was apprehensive at buying it. And he offered, he's like, hey, you know, I'll send you some a little care package out for you to try some stuff. So we should be expecting that any day now. I believe tomorrow is what I've been seeing in the tracking number. So that's coming tomorrow. Um, we get, we're getting some stuff from uh, 1911 um, established. We just talked about some of their stuff we tried earlier in the episode. Um, we're expecting some st- stuff from them in the mail soon. So we're not really sure what we're going to be getting, but um, we should be having all that stuff probably by the next episode. Um, we'll, we'll see what's what in that. 
Yeah, if you've been here for a while, you you might remember when they sent us an entire case of, of strawberry, strawberry cider, which we still have quite a few cans of. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good. We did like it, but yeah. it, it was a twenty four cans of strawberry cider, which we appreciated. Oh yeah, for sure. And again, we liked it, but you know, yeah, we still do have it. You know, sitting around, and we've been drinking it. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it was very nice. So, yeah, we're expecting that, all that stuff. We're going to see how that shakes out in the future. And then I stopped by, uh, did I lose stuff? No, no. What do you mean? Okay, so I stopped by Accident Arrow and they were putting out Valentine's Day, you know, stuff. They were putting out, you know, they usually do like new beer releases around certain holidays they'll put out like stuff so i went to go check it out fridays are usually my days to go do that and especially now that peach is back at work and she works on fridays yeah i was also babysitting this past friday yeah so i had a whole day day and night to like try to fill full of stuff so i was like hey you know what this is what i do so she's not here so they had a waffle cones root beer float um, this is a cream ale with 6%. What's better than a root beer float for two, you ask? This variant of waffle cones is. All the vanilla waffle cone taste you know and love. We just kicked it up a notch. Um, I gave it a 4 out of 5. It was very tasty. It did have that root beer taste and the vanilla. Kind of sarsaparilla-ish. Um, but it was good. It had a nice flavor. I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, 4 out of 5. And then there was, um, this wasn't one they released now, but they did release it one of the other times I was there. But I was like, I'm not drinking this many beers at once. So I didn't get this one. It was one I opted out of. But I'm like, hey, they still have it on tap. I'll try it this time. Because they didn't have as many to try this time as they did the last time I was there. So kind of worked out. This was a stout. It was a raspberry white chocolate. And... Um, it's a full-bodied imperial oatmeal stout conditioned on white chocolate and raspberries. I gave it a 3.25 out of 5. It was 9% alcohol. It was good. I'm not the biggest fan of raspberries or white chocolate. Mm, that's like my favorite combination. But um, you might have liked it. I'm not really sure if you would have liked it or not. It maybe not been what you would be expecting because it was a stout. So it was kind of a darker taste to it. It mm. wasn't like a sour or an ale where you probably would have liked that more. Um... But it was pretty good. Like I said, 3.25 out of 5. Pretty good flavor. Just, you know, two of my not favorite things together. But I was still willing to give it a try. And it wasn't, you know, awful. I, I did enjoy it. Um, then there was another one that they were releasing this time was Chocolate Covered Strawberry. It was a dark ale. Um, 5% alcohol. The decadent chocolate and ripe strawberry in this dark ale combined for the perfect way to say I love you. I gave this a full 5 out of 5. It was delicious. It was a nice chocolate and strawberry flavor, and it was just really good. It was probably my favorite out of this time of being there, um, out of all the ones I tasted this time. So, yeah, this one was definitely the one that I would drink again, or if they had it in cans, I might have bought it. But these small, these ones they put out during like holidays and stuff are usually small batches. They don't can them. In a wide thing, you can get like crowlers to go, but I usually am not a crowler person. I don't really do that. So I just try it while I'm there and then, you know, that's, it is what it is. But at least I know it for the next time if they have it, um, if they bring it back. 
Then they had a Blackberry Saison, a Farmhouse Ale Saison, 7.5% alcohol, light and easy to drink with plenty of depth and flavors. This spicy Saison had blackberries added to secondary fermentation to add to the fruity notes from the Saison yeast. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Pretty tasty, a nice blackberry flavor, a little bit funky that you get in the Saison, a little tart um, and sourish, um, but it was good. I did enjoy it. And then, and then, <laughs> and then there was a sour to the people that I've never had before. It was blue raspberry. I tried that one. That was 7.5% alcohol, fruited sour. Our newest addition to the sour to the people line is blue ras, brewed with 250 plus pounds of blueberry and raspberry puree. Um, it was good. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Nice blue raspberry flavor. Sweet, tart, sour. It was good. I enjoyed it as well. There's not many things that I don't enjoy from Axe and Arrow, which is why they're pretty much one of my favorite, if not my favorite, brewery um, in general and especially in New Jersey. Um, and then there, then I stopped by close to there in Pittman is Neck of the Woods Brewing. So I stopped by there to get a flight of stuff they had on tap because I wanted to try it. They had a donut shop, Porter. 6% alcohol. Our experimental porter crafts a cozy hug of ginger, a cinnamon bun aroma, sweet vanilla allure, dolce de leche decadence, and a bold cold brew kick. Savor the harmonious blend in every sip. Uh, I gave this a 4.75 out of 5. It was really tasty. Like coffee, cinnamon, vanilla. It was really good. It was a really good beer. It was nice. It had a nice sweetness to it. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. I kind of thought it was going to have like a bitter aspect, kind of like from that coffee, but didn't really have that at all. It was very tasty. Um, then they had a pog, a um, sour pineapple, and no, passion fruit, orange, and guava. I always want to say pineapple when it comes to that, but it's not. Um, we cranked up the fun factor by taking our Philly sour base beer and conditioning it with a vibrant blend of passion fruit, orange, and guava flavors. Get ready for a burst of tropical goodness. 6.5% uh, alcohol. I give this one a full 5 out of 5. Very delicious. Sour, fruity, citrusy. Um, it was very refreshing and uh, like tropical. It was, it was good. A very good beer. And then there was PB&J. It was a sour... 6.5% alcohol. We brewed up our Philly base, sour base, infused it with delightful flavors of peanut butter and grape jelly during conditioning. It's basically a liquid nostalgia trip reminiscent of those tasty childhood treats. I also gave this one a 5 out of 5. Very delicious. I'm apprehensive sometimes when beers have peanut butter in it because sometimes it just winds up tasting like artificial flavored. Um, this was not the case with this one. It was very good. It was a nice, sour, um, sweet Tasted like peanut butter and jelly and the grapes and the peanut butter. You got all that. It was a weird kind of like greenish blue color. Um, but it was it was it was good and I enjoyed it and uh, I would definitely drink more of this. I don't know if you can really see it. Maybe like a kind of a, a grapeish color. You can see like but in person it looked more like a greenish blue. But um that was really good. And then they had one called Pucker Up Frank. Another fruited sour, 6.5% alcohol. They added a dash of fun to their Philly sour base, creating a special treat for Valentine's by conditioning it on strawberries and chocolate. Pucker up Frank for a sweet and tangy delight. 
Another five out of five. This one was delicious. Um, strawberries, chocolate, sweet, sour, a little bit of a sourness to it, tartness, tasty. I enjoyed it a lot. Again, another another winner one. This is a quickly becoming another favorite uh, brewery of mine. I hadn't heard about them until probably a few months ago when I just was at Axe Arrow one day and I was like, hey, I got some more time to kill. Was, I think it was another day that Peach was babysitting. And I was like, what else is there around here that I might want to check out? And then I found this place and they have really good beers. Um, and uh, I believe that was it of all that stuff. So now I fit it in all of that stuff. Um, and then Friday night when Peach was babysitting, I did go to hang out with some of my Monster Mania volunteer staff friends. We went out. And I had a couple drinks, a couple cocktails. They were good. Uh, my one friend Darrell was there, and he's super awesome guy and very generous because he uh, was gifting. Uh, there's a Blackberry Crown Royal whiskey that has just recently come out. People were losing their minds over it. A lot of people were saying it was a fake flavor that it didn't really exist, even though people were posting about it. People were like, I contacted Crown Royal about it, and they told me that that's not a real flavor, that everybody's lying. And then the next day, it was like officially announced, and people were like, it's not real. Well, it's real. Um, and it was hitting certain places at different times, but he was just down in Florida recently and apparently they had it down there and he bought a bunch of bottles of it and, uh, he generously gifted me one. And, um, I'm very uh, appreciative of that because I'm, I'm sure it wasn't cheap, but I know how much crown Royal costs, especially like the special bottles. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when monster mania is coming up in March, um, I'm going to give him some of our cherry bounce. That peach um, fermented in our closet, <laughs> our closet uh, liquor, um, clo floor closet, closet floor liquor. We don't need to say it like that. But it's good. It's really good. It has a nice flavor. I'm not the biggest whiskey fan because it was made with Jack Daniels. I when and I made it with Jack specifically because Jack Daniels is more palatable for most people. Like it's like typically what most people oh, drink if they're gonna drink like. If they have to pick a whiskey, that's like a safe bet. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I'm just not a big whiskey fan. Like I can drink Jack and Cokes or Jack and Gingers is usually what I'll drink. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not my go-to. It's not something that I'll, I'll gravitate towards. But this tastes really good with the cherries in there. The cherries are potent. Let me tell you, they yeah. sucked up that alcohol. The cherries. You get drunk just off the cherries. Yeah, they. The cherries have a very, very strong taste to them, whereas the alcohol. I feel like the cherries. It's like they reversed. Yes. Like the yeah. cherries soaked up all the alcohol, and they have the alcohol taste, and the cherries gave their sweetness to the alcohol, which tastes like cherry now. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Yeah. So because I originally ate a cherry and I was like, holy shit, this stuff is so strong. It's not going to be enjoyable. But then we tried the actual like liquid in it and I was like, oh, no, this is really good. Yeah. So going to be handing out some of that to my Monster Mania friends um, there. And, and Darrell is going to get a little bit of a bigger portion because he went above and beyond with his gifts. And uh, also gave me a really cool Terrifier 2 Art the Clown Art Crispy Cereal Bowl that just came out. It's super awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Terrifier series. Um, and uh, the, the, the bowl is just really freaking cool. 
And uh, I was actually like kind of not really believing when he's just like, yeah, here you go. Because he just, I thought he just wanted to show me actually at first because he's like, who likes Terrifier? And I was like, I love Terrifier. And he was like, hey, here you go. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then I just kind of like handed it back and left it on the table. And then when we were leaving, I'm like, oh, here's your bowl. Don't forget this. He's like, no, that's yours. And I was like, oh, like I had no idea he was giving it to me. But um, that was just super awesome of him. Um, and it was a fun time hanging out. And then um, came home and it did snow a little bit Friday night into Saturday. Uh, when we woke up on this, the morning on a Saturday, you know, the ground was nice and snow covered. The trees looked nice and pretty. The branches were covered. It's the best kind of snow. Looked beautiful. Didn't stick. Yeah, not to the road so much. We went out to the store and it was nice to drive around and you weren't having a problem getting around and it still looked nice out and pretty and picturesque. Mm-hmm. So we enjoyed that. Um, Peach made some rye bread. Rye bread! So... I made the two loaves of the white bread, no problem. Like, they turned out really good. It was fairly easy. Um, so, I was like, well, I, I, wanted, I wanted to originally try pumpernickel. I wanted to make that. But I was like, well, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Jeff really likes rye bread. Like, let me try rye bread. And I wanted to go... Part of the reason why we went out yesterday was I wanted to go to um, Columbus to the Amish market because I had seen like you can get flour there really cheap. And I was like, well, you can't look up prices online because the Amish don't have websites because, you know, they're Amish. Um, So I said to Jeff yesterday, I'm like, hey, you want to take a ride with me? And he's like, where are you going? And I was like, I want to go to Columbus. So we went and I got rye flour, I got wheat flour, um, I bought four things. Oh, I bought rosemary and um, the bumbleberry jam, because Jeff and I love that. And all of that, and it was like, just under two pounds each of the flour and I got all four of those things for like eight dollars so again just like super cheap um we came home got a recipe I had to let some stuff come to room temperature and then this wasn't like a just oh mix it up in the bowl like you needed a stand mixer so I had to pull my mixer out and everything and it just wasn't coming together. So I had to add extra water. And it just, I said to Jeff, I'm like, I don't think this is going to turn out. Well, it didn't really rise the way it was supposed to, in my opinion. And it's very, very dense. But Jeff says rye bread typically is. I think so. I like a nice, soft, dense, like, rye bread. Um, and I didn't think it tasted like it was underdone or undercooked. So yeah. I enjoyed it. So Jeff has a loaf of rye <laughs> bread. But um, because I didn't love the recipe, I should have done this to begin with. I went on TikTok and I looked up a rye bread recipe on there. So I have another rye bread recipe that I'm going to be trying out probably next weekend just to see. So there's a what that. bread recipe? 
Rye bread. Rye bread. So, did that, and then there was today. Today we woke up, we did our uh, fun, exciting shopping. And, uh, yeah, came home. Peach made some biscuits and sausage gravy, which was fucking delicious. Thank you. Um, really enjoyed it. And we made, with the Blackberry Crown Royal Whiskey, we did, because um, it suggests on the back, um, you use it in lemonade. And we had some homemade lemonade that Peach makes. And uh, we mixed it together. And what would you think about that, little Peach? It was very tasty. Very tasty. It smells really good. And then I let Peach smell it. And she was like, oh, I just want a shot of it. I just want to try it. Yeah. And by itself. Peach thought it was very tasty. I thought it was tasty by itself. Not as tasty as Peach did. Um, so again, I'm not the biggest whiskey fan. I did taste like blackberry and it was nice, but like the whiskey got me. I was just like, oh, I, I need to mix this with something. So mixing it with the lemonade, it did turn out very good. It was a very nice drink. Um, I'm sure there's other things you can mix it in with no problems, but it does work very nicely in lemonade. Isn't that correct, little peach? Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, And then I guess we still have a couple other ciders to try. And that we, you know, the stuff that we have coming in the mail we talked about, we still have some of that we bought recently in our hall to talk about. So we'll just talk about this one to get it out of the way. We have a little bit of time left. The one we just had, um, (coughs) the 1911 Pink Lady uh, cider. We just split a can of that. Right before we started recording. Um, and it's uh, actually for, um, I guess, I suppose they, you know, it was in conjunction with like a good cause. Uh, it's 5.5% alcohol, a pink cider that continues on with the 1911 sa- Sapling series. A sweet light cider that's perfect for summer. A portion of the proceeds goes to the rescue mission's Whitney's house, which helps women who are, who are or are at risk of homelessness. Oh. That's nice. Um, so, it's 5.5% alcohol, as I said. I liked it. It was a nice, not overly sweet, kind of in the middle. I do like Pink Lady Cider that I've had before from other places, Pink Lady Apples. Um, I'd give this a, a 4 out of 5. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. What did you think, Little Peach? Pause it. Well, we're almost done. Like, what did you think? I thought it was really good. Let's go. A glowing thing from Peach. Uh, recommendation. So yeah, the Sapling series from the, it's uh, 1911 established Pink Lady Hard Cider takes the crisp and tart Pink Lady Apple and delivers an effervescent finish to your palate that will have your sights set on those summer nights. A portion of the proceeds will go to Rescue Missions Whitney uh, House, a three-bedroom single-family home serving women who have experienced or are at risk of homelessness. The women residing at Whitney House receive guidance care management from rescue mission staff and receive support from their peers. They are provided referrals to community services, including job training and employment opportunities, life skills, spiritual counseling, and legal counsel. Together, the women at the Whitney House set um, achievable life goals and can rebuild their lives in a safe and stable environment. The Sapling Series is a line of 1911 established products focused on giving back to our local communities. A sapling only reaches its truest potential and bears fruit when it is respected and nurtured. So, you know, it's good cider for a good cause. Um, 
so it's good and you know we enjoyed the cider so um it was a win-win and that was one that we found out in the wild uh, was able to purchase a single can of it we had never seen it around in our area before so we're glad that we got our hands on it and we're excited to see what they'll be sending us in the mail uh to try out hopefully some stuff i mean it's all good but we love trying stuff that we haven't had before we get really excited because being around in the cider game for quite a while uh, we've tried a lot of stuff we've been drinking cider separately and together i mean we've been together for just about 12 years so we've been drinking cider for all that time i was drinking hard cider before that um and i kind of got peach into it more when we got together 12 years ago but i had been drinking you know other ciders before we met and then together we've experienced a lot of ciders and tried a lot of ciders together and gone to a lot of places so that's you know 12 years plus of drinking hard cider and uh sometimes depending on where you live or how, how far you travel um you can only get your hands on so much you know until you just kind of run into a rut of well we've had that we've had that and yes there's stuff that you've had before that you like that you will buy again when you're in the mood for it but like we're we get really excited and um you know jazzed when we see stuff that we haven't had before and stuff we're able to get our hands on whether if we're traveling somewhere and stuff that's not available in new jersey or stuff that becomes available in jersey new jersey or we see pop up that's new we love seeing that and experiencing that and taking it home and trying it um so yeah i mean it's good you know it's, it's a very finicky uh, hobby to have. It's expensive. It's time-consuming when you're going around looking for stuff. Um, it is expensive. Um, but it is definitely worth it. It's, it's, it's a happiness thing. You get to try the new things that you enjoy. It's just hard sometimes when you're not avail- able to get your hands on stuff that you see out there. Because now with the... Um, you know, the gloriousness of social media, you see things from all over the country and all over the world. And you're like, that's not sold around here. I can't try any of that. And yes, a lot of places do sell online where you can order them through the mail. But number one, a lot of places do not ship to New Jersey. And number two, we've had bad experiences with ordering cider in the mail and we've just not been having a good that good of a luck with our mail around here in general where we you know recently moved within the last year the mail around here is kind of sketch uh, we've had a lot of problems with things being delivered and not delivered or things you know it's just not been a good time so that combined with how expensive cider is and a lot of places have like a minimum order that you have to get and when you never had things before it's kind of hard to commit to that much money with stuff that you don't know that you're going to like And then it's very expensive to pay for shipping. You know, shipping is expensive because cider and alcohol is heavy. You know, the cans of it, you know, it weighs a lot. So that combined, it's very expensive to do it that way. And it's very unpredictable, especially in our situation. So, yes, a lot of places go, oh, well, you can just go to our online store and order it. Well, yes, that would be simple and easy for all intents and purposes or logically speaking. But for us... We just can't um, pull the trigger on that. It's just too much of a gamble and too expensive to risk it. So, I mean, when places do offer to send us stuff, and we're very appreciative for that, but that is more welcomed because 
we get to spread the word about them when they send us things and thank them and appreciate them. And if we like them, talk about them more and say how much we like it. And yes, we are honest. We don't like everything, but we still will say, hey, you should still check this out. And we talk about, you know, that they sent us stuff. And that's a good deed on their part because they don't have to send us anything. But, you know, uh, no, no press is, you know bad and bad press is still press so that that you know those old adages um so yeah we talk about them when they send us stuff but like that's not something that we're taking a risk on like they're just saying to us and if it gets lost in the mail that sucks but at least it's we're not out i mean yes they are out because our product is lost but um you you know i'm just babbling on until you got back (laughs) about ciders and us being in the cider game for so long and ordering stuff through the mail and being excited when we find stuff out in the store that's new and not being able to find stuff and then places being like hey order it and we're like hey we don't do that and yeah we're happy when places send it to us for free to try out because they're super nice companies and don't have to do it but at least if it gets lost that way we're not out the money it sucks for them being out their product that gets lost but we didn't take the risk because that's why we don't do that because if that does happen that's one of the reasons why we don't order stuff through the mail yeah um, so that's that's in a nutshell basically everything I just said while you were away. Oh, okay. And um, that's pretty much the end of the episode. We're at an hour and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, until next time, um, again, I, like I said last time, I, I don't know if we're doing a lot of stuff, but we did, again, we always find a way to fill the whole episode. No matter if we th- thought that we didn't do a lot or we have nothing to talk about, we're not going to have anything to talk about. We still got stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, and sometimes we forget a lot of stuff that we need to talk about. So, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff we still talk about, and there's a lot that we forget that you'll never hear. Yeah. Yeah, Peach <laughs> says. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we don't have anything like super planned coming up in the next week. Um, no. We don't have anything planned. We don't have any plans to do anything. Mm-hmm. You're not babysitting. Nope. So I'm officially on call for that family that's oh, yeah. pregnant. So, so I couldn't peach take any on jobs. call, Peach. Yeah. Um. So she could be getting called. She could not be getting called. But either way, she's not babysitting. So um, yeah. Um. There was something next weekend that I wanted to do. Hmm. Did you tell me about it? I think I tagged you in it. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and ponder about it right here. And, and oh, but I, I did want to put in while I was babysitting, um, the family I babysat for got two pizza doughs for us to make pizzas um, for dinner. And I made heart-shaped pizzas for the girls. I don't they, get heart-shaped pizzas. They loved it. I have never made pizza before. I made I know. Strong- so the first time you made pizza was not for me. How special is that? And it was in the shape of a heart. <laughs> Jeff is like... Because I, I sent him a picture and I was like, oh, I thought you'd say you were proud of me because, like, you know, fucking with the dough, it, it's not easy. No, it isn't. And, um, <laughs> and he Which was, was something because when we first started dating, it was one of the first things I made for you was, was the pizza. the very first thing. And I scared Peach. Yeah, he did. Because the bit. dough was being kind of an asshole that day. And he, like, punched the table really <laughs> hard. It gets frustrating, guys. Yeah. Not gonna lie, but that was also when he, when you were making the rectangle pizzas on the baking thing, yeah. the baking sheet. It's easier when you're working on a round surface, 
But, like, the family had sent me out, like, flour and rolling pin. And I'm like, Jeff doesn't use any of that. Well, he uses a bit of flour. But um, I, I just started, like, shaping, yeah. like, stretching the dough the way I've seen Jeff do it. Yeah, you and definitely like, don't need a rolling pin. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was like, do you girls want heart-shaped pizzas? And they're like, yeah! They, like, freaked out. And, um... So I made the two doughs and then added the sauce and gave them a bowl of cheese and they like sauced and cheese. Well, I'm going to be expecting a heart-shaped pizza pretty soon here because yes, I'm not you, happy with this situation. I will make you a heart-shaped pizza the next time we make pizza. I will do it. Because yeah. I had never made pizza before, so I, I almost called Jeff and I, I was like, uh, I like, should I try this by myself or do I call him and ask him for help? Because like... I made dinner, like, I make dinner for them sometimes when I babysit, but sometimes we also just order food. So it's like, this was like a whole new thing, a whole new beast. <laughs> but it did make me appreciate Jeff even more than I already do when it comes to the pizza making, because it, it's not easy. Like, he, it, it's not hard, and you definitely can do it, but so it's... There goes all my my praise and feeling good about myself you it's not hard so no, that's I why i don't feel good it's not it's not hard but it's not easy either yeah like it, it's difficult it's in, definitely easier to do it when you're not under pressure like that time i was making it for you for the first time yeah that was a little bit of a pressure and mm. when you're at a place where you're living where like you're not really supposed to be in the kitchen and people are timing you um yeah being here making pizza, which is why I haven't had any problems with the dough recently, is because I'm out in the kitchen making it and Peach is in the living room just, you know, doing whatever or somewhere else. And I'm not, like, being watched. and I'm not being – there's no pressure. Yeah. So I just make it. And it's just easier because you don't feel like you're stressing out about stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's been going pretty well so far. Or one of the reasons, I think. Yeah. And it, it just also, like – you really got to let the dough come to room temperature. That's like the secret. Yeah, you can't. If it's too if it's too warm, it gets too stretchy. If it's cold, it will not stretch and it will snap and break apart. It's got to have that sweet spot of room temperature for you to be able to stretch it just right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so, Peach just wanted to let you know about that and rub it in my face again. Yeah. But I didn't get any heart pizza. And, uh, yeah, again, I don't know. We'll figure out what maybe something, the thing that she wanted to do next weekend. I can't recall anything. I don't know. Um, it wasn't a movie because there's nothing coming out that I want to see until March. But mm -hmm. I, th I think it was like a wine tasting somewhere. But I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. And uh, we'll let you know next yeah. week if we, if we remembered what it was. And if we actually got <laughs> and did it. Because when you hear it, then you'll know. Yep. So it'll be past. Well, it'll be past that time. So either we did it, we remembered it, and we did it, or we didn't do it. Yeah. So, um, yep. Ooh. You all right? Just got the chills. They're multiplying. Oh boy. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Begin spiel. Hi, Peach here. Be sure to check us out on social media so you can see all the awesome pictures of our adventures. You can find us at Pumpkin and Peach Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Interested in checking out our business? Facebook and Instagram at Ugly Mugs Inc. 
No matter where you go, you'll find a link tree that will direct you to what you're looking for. Would you like to be a sponsor or collab with us? How about having us try your cider, beer, food, or product? Perhaps even having us come to your establishment if you're local, or letting us know the invite is there if we happen to be in your neck of the woods. Send us a message on social media or email us at pumpkinandpeachadventures at gmail.com. Please write a review for us. It really helps us out. Also, depending on what platform you're listening to us on, like, follow, or subscribe. It'll help you because you'll know when new episodes drop and it helps us grow our presence. And spiel!